Hello, I'm Sheriff Chad Bianco, and welcome to another episode of the RSO Roundup. Today is going to be a little bit, um, I will say, interesting for me because I will admit that this is not my expertise, uh, but it's certainly something that we have to uh, deal with at the Sheriff's Department. We have our own bureau for this. We're going to be talking about our Civil Bureau today, and we have Deputy Soraya Pytel. And thank you for coming today. Uh, Soraya is our resident expert. She doesn't want to admit that, but I'm going to tell you she is. And we're going to sit and talk about um, all things civil today and what we have to do with in the Civil Bureau uh, of our department. So um, thank you for joining us. And what we normally do here, not to embarrass you or anything else, but it's just so um, just so we can let everyone know that we're just regular people that come to work and do this job uh, lovingly and loyally. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been with us and what have you been doing? I've been with, uh, with the Sheriff's Department for 12 years and I've been assigned to the jail patrol um, and now to the Civil Bureau for the past five years. That's that's a I don't want to say it's a long time, but um, for our civil bureau, you're probably one of the more tenured people in there. Aren't yes. You? Yeah. Yes, I am. And that's only because civil is a little bit special and different because it takes quite a while to get very familiar um, with this side of the law. Yeah. So I will admit that uh, when I was on patrol and I know it's still going on today, uh, there are a lot of instances that deputies get called out to that turn out to be uh, a task of the Civil Bureau, or at least sometimes we think it should have been a task of yeah. the Civil Bureau, and maybe we probably could have handled it while we were on patrol. Yes. So um, we're not only going to educate the public today, we're going to help our deputies out yeah. a little bit <laughs> yes. too. So um, why don't you tell tell us what um, some of the processes and some of the things that the Civil Bureau is, is responsible for? Okay, Riverside, um, Riverside County Sheriff's Department, we're in all service uh, county. And so we serve basically any court order and um, that includes evictions, restraining orders, anything, divorce papers, it could be um, child support papers, wage garnishments, pretty much any court order, um, as long as it's valid on its face. Right. And so there is there's a few things. Um, it, some of those things can be served by anyone, but we offer that service. Uh, it's it's for a fee, but there are some exceptions if you qualify through the court uh, that you can be fee exempt or uh, domestic violence is correct. Exempt from being, having to pay for. Yes. For domestic violence restraining orders, they're free. Um, anything else like a um, civil harassment, there usually is a fee. However, the court may waive that fee if you qualify. Yeah. It's um, it's a lot for people to navigate. Uh, I know I'm contacted a lot where people want us to, or me or they want me to send a deputy out to serve yeah. papers and they don't understand that they can have anyone do it. Uh, but sometimes it's sometimes it's better especially in the domestic situations. That, yes, that it's we, safer for yes. sure to have the sheriff's department do it um, and then have a proper service. And also that would mean it gets entered into our system in case we need to verify it's served. It definitely will be served. Yes. So uh, a, a big point of contention over the last couple of years were uh, was our involvement and was um, the whole issue surrounding evictions. 
And with COVID and everything else, there was uh, there were orders that the evictions would halt and there were not going to be uh, any more. Uh, that I will say that that caused a a lot of problems and issues on both sides. Uh, there are there were homeowners and and renters and business owners or leasers or whatever it was that um, that were not being paid. And they have to pay their bills. Yes. And so I understood and I understand uh, the whole part about COVID and if you lost your job and everything else. But we know that a lot of people took advantage of that and just decided they weren't going to pay because the law said they could and they couldn't be evicted. But um, that caused a lot of – there were a lot of heated emotions on both sides yes. of that. And we um, – I want to talk a little bit just about – um, we were involved in. I, I don't want to say it was controversy, but we were. We were. We did everything we were supposed to do, and we. I personally um, felt responsible and um, to honor both sides. Correct. And so there was a point after that order where there were a lot of back orders that had been signed and dated and just hadn't been served yet. That those were still valid. Prior to COVID, yes. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of people didn't realize that. They just assumed that, oh, here's the order that. Yeah, they I can't assumed be it was going to all be stopped. Yeah. And that's, that's over the last two and a half years now, it, that is, it's back to normal. It's Everything back is normal. back to normal. You're expected to pay your rent and you can be evicted yes. uh, if you do not. So it's back on the, I, I don't want to say the, well, the landowners expect to have their, their, you know, get their rent because they have to pay those payments also. So for for me and and for our listeners, explain how the process starts for an eviction. The process starts when a landlord or a homeowner um, decides that they no longer want to rent the property to those tenants. They have to do their proper notice of eviction, and that means um, initial three-day notice or 30 days or 60, depending on their situation. And those can always be different, and those those aren't really up for us to decide. Those are legal parameters correct. that they need, to, they need to figure out, and they need to file the correct paperwork. Right. Um, after that posting has been done, they will come to the court and usually they, a lot of times, most of the cases we work with, people have attorneys. So the attorneys will go to court or the landlord can go to court and file for what's called an unlawful detainer. And that's technically for us, the beginning of the eviction process. Um, once they receive their unlawful detainer, the tenants have to be served and then the tenants have a period of time um, to respond. And after they either respond or don't, then the landlord goes back to court and gets the, the writ of possession, which is the eviction. That's what they bring to our office, and we will do a five days um, notice to evict. And then the following week, we will do the eviction. On the day of eviction, we've already posted the five days. It's the day of eviction. What can landlords and tenants, what can they expect that day? Well, we hope that they're gone on the day of the eviction because they have been notified almost uh, a week ahead. And they know that they know it's coming, but when they haven't left and, and we get there, um, they're going to expect for the landlord to be there or a property manager that's going to take possession of the property. And then we will be there and the property manager has to provide a locksmith for us to make entry. Um, once we make entry, we get people anywhere between 5 to 15, 
20 minutes, depending on the situation, um, for them to gather essential belongings like medicine, cell phone, any documents they may need, and then they have to leave the property. Um, once we, we once that's done, we conduct the eviction, clear the property for anybody there, get them out, and restore the property back to the owner. So the, the owner of the property, not the renter, the owner of the property takes possession of anything that's inside, and it's their responsibility later to get that back to... Yes. So the day of the proper disposition. um, Yes. So the day of the eviction, starting that day that we conduct the eviction, uh, both tenants and landlords, they have 15 days to make arrangements to get the remainder of their property. In that time frame, it doesn't mean the tenants can just come back whenever they want. They have to contact um, the landlord or the property manager and make arrangements to say, hey, I need, you know, 10 hours to get the rest of my stuff out or eight hours, whatever is reasonable for both parties. And they both have to agree. And only with consent of the owner can the tenants come back and remove their property, but they have to do it within 15 days. Yeah. Uh, you know, for if you haven't been involved in one of these, uh, I've been a deputy where I was called out to help the Civil Bureau when, when they were out in evictions. Um, I, it wasn't me with Civil, but I was there for that. Um, but if you haven't been involved with it, whether you were being evicted or whether you were the landowner that was doing the eviction, there are a lot of misrepresentation and misunderstanding of people out there. They believe that we're just randomly showing up and kicking people out of their the places that they're living. And that's certainly not the case. No. They've had more than enough time to pay their bills or leave yes. and find someplace else. Yes. And we are only coming out at the very last minute. We're way down the road yeah. of that of that initial you haven't been paying. So a lot of times law enforcement, I know me, I've gotten uh, some nasty emails and some nasty phone calls because our deputies just randomly showed up and kicked somebody out of their house. But that's never the case. I know that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So it, when when I have to respond to them, that's, you know, it, it's interesting when I have to explain that to them and let them know that they know that's not really what happened. But social media is a bad thing where we get a bad rap because people that don't know think that we just do it randomly and no. for no reason. And that's certainly not the case. Yeah. People pay a lot of money for us to come and do the evictions. And they've um, gone through a lot of steps to get to the eviction process. We could only conduct the eviction with a lawful court order from a judge signed and approved by a judge. And if we don't have that, we can't go. Um, in addition to that, when we post five days prior, we post that writ of possession, which is the court order telling them, you know, who's included, whether it's just one person that's named or all tenants. And then also the day of the eviction, we give them another paper showing them their property rights. And then the landlord will get their writ of possession and a copy stating that the eviction has been conducted. So everybody's notified properly. And if we're there, it's because all the proper steps have been taken for us to to take um, to conduct the eviction. And there, there are some times where this process started years before we got yeah. involved. Yeah, if it's a foreclosure or if it's something that's been in probate or anything like that, it can be years. It could be months. Um, most evictions take anywhere between six to eight weeks. And that's if you have an attorney. It can be a lot longer if you don't have an attorney and you've never done it before, um, which is always important to make sure you have the proper representation because it could it could make the difference in how fast you can get your eviction conducted. Yeah, I know that we've done evictions before and and people have left and they've left animals. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they've left horses, they've left dogs and cats. What do we do with those? 
Yeah, unfortunately, people have left animals with it is very hot because they've been gone for weeks or days and um, no food and no water. And so we get there and the animals are ready for us to rescue them. Sometimes we find um, dead animals. It's it's very difficult to do these sometimes. Um, but unfortunately, the animals are also property in California. And so landlords and tenants are landlords and homeowners are required to care of them as property for those 15 days. If it's a vicious um, pit bull, then we can call animal control or a vicious dog or anything that we can't handle, then animal control can um, assist us as well. Yeah. The, so there, the for everyone out there, the, the place that you're living, you know, that is considered your home and it, it really does take a lot to get you out of your home. There's a, there's a long court process for that eviction. Um, one of the things that happens relatively quickly, though, is maybe in some type of domestic violence situation, uh, a restraining order or that someone gets against someone else. Those are immediate. Correct. And we make people move. We make them move immediately. Right. And those are they're they're. Maybe you know better, but I, I I think, or they were at least in my time, they were relatively rare. We don't get those all the time. Is that they're, still the case? They're not very rare anymore. We we get quite a few a week, um, and it's it's a temporary move out. So it's only valid and granted until the court date because we're serving that temporary order, um, and that order is to protect a you know party in that order. Um, and usually it's either only for domestic violence or elder abuse. And that restraining order has a section there that the judge will grant temporary move out from that address and whatever address they give, we have to go and remove the person. And it's kind of the same thing, except they don't have any notification. So we understand that this is a surprise for them. And we try to give them as much time as they can to gather essential belongings. But essentially, they do have to leave the property immediately. And once again, this is just us enforcing an order of the court that that has already gone through the legal process. Right. It's a signed court order um, by a judge as well. There are there are some things that you know, you know move out orders and evictions and things like that. But within our civil bureau, we also are process servers. We you can utilize us for to serve a variety of different paperwork. Right, like divorce papers, child support, wage garnishments, um, civil subpoenas, any summons and complaints, any claim and order to a defendant, uh, basically any any civil lawsuit. Mm-hmm. We'll serve those too. And again, those are also prices for businesses and people too. And it's it's you know difficult to say to somebody, hey, I have some divorce papers. Well, why is the sheriff giving this to me? Somebody came to our office and, and paid a fee for us to come in and give these to you. Yeah, I've heard that too. Why did the why did the police get involved? Yeah. Or why is the sheriff yeah. doing this? And there are reasons. I will say this for some of those documents that we serve, uh, our civil bureau. That's your when you go out to these calls into these 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 places these are not happy calls that you're going no. to there there are a lot of emotions there are a lot of times a lot of anger and resentment and it's you have to be you have to be very prepared and and on your toes at these places correct yeah so the especially divorce especially domestic violence um, those types of things we know are dangerous and those those are probably papers that we should be serving uh, I, I know that you can you can get anybody to serve those papers for you, but we we definitely 
are happy to do those just because we know the some sometimes the consequences. Yeah. So is um, what are the hours of our civil bureau? Uh, the civil bureaus open from eight a.m. to four thirty Monday through Friday. So just to be clear uh, for everybody out there watching and listening, uh, the sheriff's department is open twenty four seven. Yes. But our civil bureau is basically, you know, for maybe a lack of better terms, but we are um, everything that we do involves the court. Right. So our hours for our civil bureau mirror courts. Courts. And so all of those processes, all of those hearings, uh, that's why we have those those hours. And and generally, uh, we don't want to go out and evict somebody at two o'clock in the morning. So those our civil bureau is during regular business yes. hours that anybody should be expected to be Correct. working. We only conduct evictions and our services on Monday through Friday between eight to four. Very nice. Is there, is there, I'll put you on the spot here. Is there any call that stands out in your head or any service that you've done that really stands out that you either didn't like or liked or? Uh, there's quite a few, but I'll tell you a recent one that was a new, new for me. Um, we evicted maybe like for sure three tenants and then other people that were considered either sub subtenants or some squatters. And so we evicted them and everything, they left, everything went smooth. And then I get a phone call um, saying that whole group of like 10 people you guys evicted walked down to the next street, found another empty home and moved in. And it's the same property owner, same property management. And so when he went to his local law enforcement agency, it wasn't Riverside Sheriff, it was a different agency in our county. Um, they, it's civil. So again, nobody knows what do we do it, you know, they're, 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 at this point, they had a um, false leasing agreement and they had a story of how they rented this property suddenly. And so after a couple of weeks, the homeowner reached out and property management reached out to me and I told them, hey, we, I have everything on our body cam. Um, I, and I remember it, you know, exactly because it was not in our, in our area. And um, if that agency wants to contact me, we can assist. And so they did. And we went to assist and it was the same people there. And when I got there, I was like, I was just here two weeks ago and you're all the same people. So how, what happened? And they're like, oh no, we're, you know, no, I lost my leasing agreement. I was like, where's the new leasing agreement? They were, we lost it. I don't have anything anymore. And because so- Because we're dealing with such honest people sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. And so they, I said, okay, well, you have to show me some proof that you guys are legally tenants here or, you know, you guys are squatting. And so I was like, it's up to you guys. And they all left within like an hour. They were all gone. And I tell people, you have to be careful when you have vacant property. Uh, sometimes putting a no trespass sign in big letters, it's a big welcome, come in, you know, we're, we're empty, it's an empty house and people will squat. And it's also good to know that in California, squatters don't have rights. So they, so a landlord or owner doesn't have to go through the eviction process. That would be a trespass. And a lot of those, I remember going out to these where they do have fake documents and mm -hmm. they, there are a lot of people, these, this group is a perfect example of really professional squatters and they're just going from one place to the next. And uh, we sometimes fall victim law enforcement in that we get that document that says they signed a contract and we don't really, you don't know if it's valid. You assume it might be valid yes. and you push that off to being civil when really 
you're being lied to at the time or we're being lied to at the time. And it's just a way to try and manipulate the system. Right. And sometimes people do get scammed on Craigslist or other um, forms of, um, you know, Internet sites that I've heard about. And they're total legit scams. And that's unfortunate because now we have not only a victim of a tenant, but also a landlord. So then we have to do two separate reports um, to assist both sides because it does happen where they get scammed and they pay money to some unknown person, but it's always good to make sure that when you pay, you pay with either money order or a check. You have proof of payment in order to prove that you were actually scammed versus just printing out a leasing agreement from you know the internet. So. And making up a name. Making up a name. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I am very, very happy that you like doing this <laughs> assignment. Uh, I, I know that you're very good at it. And uh, it's certainly something that, that um, it's a big part of the sheriff's department. Uh, something that a lot of times people don't know uh, the sheriff is part operates the civil bureau but uh, we do and it's a large a large part of our department uh, it's a big operation across the entire county so we appreciate what you do in your service thank you and uh, if anyone has any questions you should definitely send questions here or reach out uh, we appreciate you listening and watching today and Soraya thank you for coming on Thank Did a fantastic you. job. Thank you. And we will see you all next time at the RSO Roundup.